Amen. Open your Bibles to Matthew chapter 4. Matthew chapter 4. There's an old story of a father who took his son out, stood him on the railing of the back porch. And as he was standing there, he went down on the lawn, looked up to his son and said, come on, son, jump. And obviously he said, I'll catch you. And that son began to think and contemplate. And finally he jumped. And as he jumped, the the father stepped back and let him fall. And as he picked up the boy, dusted him off and dried his tears, he said, let that be a lesson to you. Don't ever trust anyone. That's not very nice, is it? Amen. Well, I want to talk about trust tonight. Trust. Write this down real quick. Trust. I'm going to give you a recipe for victory that you cannot lose, honestly. That's not to sound neat, but that's the truth. Trust, pray, and obey. Trust, pray, and obey. Now, the other side of that story would be that we know that God is not a a God that's going to let us fall. And it would be where... uh, uh, a man was same same situation was at his house and saw the young boy jump up on the porch and just jumped and as he the man caught him and fell to the ground and was dusting himself off he said son why'd you jump he said because you're my dad and i trust you see there's two different stories there amen and so we we need to to know tonight we can trust god and i want to give you a key to the kingdom trust Okay, trust, pray, and obey. So Matthew 4, let's read a story we've read many times before. Verse 1, Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. When he had fasted 40 days, that means praying, and 40 nights afterward he was hungry. And when the tempter came to him, he said, If you are the Son of God, command these stones to become bread. He said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word, underline that in your Bible, being the word of God that proceeds from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up into the holy city, set him on the pinnacle of the temple and said, if you are the son of God, throw yourself down for it is written, he shall give you His angels charge over you. In their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. Jesus said, it is written again. You shall not tempt the Lord your God. And again, the devil took him up on an exceedingly high mountain. Showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. He said, all these things I will give you. If you will fall down and worship me. And Jesus said, away with you, Satan. For it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God. And him only shall you serve. And the devil left him. And behold, angels came and ministered to him. Father, for the next couple minutes, anoint your word. Open our hearts and our minds. Not just some of us need this tonight. All of us need this. 
We need this word tonight. It's Wednesday night, God, and this is one of those keys to the kingdom, Father. One of these messages, God, that will truly, absolutely change our lives if we put it into practice, Father. And Lord, if we begin to trust you, Lord, and to trust your word and know that you're in control of every situation in our lives, Lord, we cannot fail and we cannot lose. And Lord, we ask you to just arrest our minds, to hear your voice, not the voice of mine, but your voice tonight, to change people's lives and to change their perspective, change their situations tonight, God. And Lord, on this Wednesday night, bless your people, bless their faithfulness, bless their faith, and give them answers tonight where they have questions, Father. And Satan, we come against you as Jesus did right here in this story with the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. And we know and believe and declare tonight that greater is he that is in us than he that is in this world. And we declare tonight, God, that as your word sets forth, spoken by our mouths, out of our mouths with faith, things happen. Miracles happen. And things change in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for these things. In your name, Jesus, amen. 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 Go to Psalms, if you would. I'm going to show you a few Psalms. Trust, pray, and obey. Now, if you're one of those people that need acronyms or uh, abbreviations, you you can write down top. You can change it if you need to. Trust, obey, pray. TPO, trust, pray, obey. Whatever you need to do to remember it, Write that down, but I'm serious. This is one of those messages. There's no message that's not important. But I've I've been having in my spirit the word trust, 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 trust. Amen? Trust. Now, the reason I start with trust is if you think of prayer, how, how important is prayer? Super important. How important is obedience? Super obedient. Problem is we can't pray and we can't obey if we don't trust. Okay, that's the key. Honestly. We have to get to a place where no matter what is going on in our lives. I don't know why for so many years this verse has, and you've heard me say, if you've been here very long, you've heard me say it a thousand times. I don't know why it pops into my head so much, but when, when, when we get on the daily, you know, you think about something like Don and Angela are going with, through with Samantha, with their child, or anybody else that's going through something tonight, physical or mental or spiritual, financial, things we don't understand. We need to understand that God understands what we don't understand. God has in control what we don't always think He has in control. Amen? God has His hand on us tonight. Doesn't matter what we're going through. Doesn't matter what we're facing. Doesn't matter what situation seems impossible. He is right there by our side. Amen? He'll never leave us. He'll never forsake us. He has everything under control. But we have to get to this place where we say what Job said. And I'll never, these words have been so ingrained in my spirit, not in my mouth or my head, but in my spirit. Though you slay me, I will trust you. Amen. Now, you, you think, well, wow, those are some weird words. But let's just really think for a second who we're talking about. Now, I'm not reading from the book of Job tonight. You, you, you can go read the book of Job anytime you want. But we know the, the, the summary of that story is that, honestly, I've never met a person, and you might not have either, most likely have never met a person ever in your life that went through what Job went through. Can you say amen? amen. I'm not saying that we might have some parts of our life that are there or some things that are close. But we, what Job went through, and God did it on purpose, was he showed that you can lose absolutely everything. Everything that can possibly go wrong can go wrong. And you can still say the words, though you slay me, I will trust you. How many want that kind of relationship with God tonight? 
Amen. That trust to say, God, though you slay me, I will trust because that's the only thing God didn't allow to happen. If you look at the story, he said, hey, you can have his things, you can touch his body, but you can't take his soul. And so Job was able to say those words later on after losing everything. For anybody who is here and doesn't know the word of God real good yet, you're a new convert. Job lost everything. He lost his family. He lost his wife. And before he lost his wife, his wife mocked him and said, curse God. After they lost their kids, after they lost their house. And if losing the house and the wife and the kids wasn't enough, he lost all his money and he was a rich man. And if after losing everything else wasn't enough, if all of that wasn't enough, I'll tell you what the greatest prosperity is, is the one he lost that was the, to me the most important, if I look at his life, was his health. He got filled with boils and he was sick. He went through all kinds of pain. And so he had everything that could possibly happen except dying happened to Job. Yet he says those words, though you slay me, I will trust you. If you can get one thing right in your life tonight, as we look at Psalms 37, if you can get one thing right in your life tonight, it needs to be trust. If you don't get anything else right, if you, if you don't have the best prayer life in the world, listen to me, if you don't have the best prayer life in the world, work on it. If you don't have the best spirit of obedience, work on it. But if you don't have trust, you're never going to do anything for God. You've got to get to a place where you understand God is in control. It will solve problems. It will make make a difference in areas and situations in your life. When we have done everything we tried to do, like Ephesians 6, when you've done all to stand, stand. But the only way you can stand after you've done everything to stand, after you've tried to fix the problem yourself, after you've tried to analyze the problem, after you've tried to figure it out, after you've tried to see what you did wrong, and realize that's not the case. We don't do anything wrong. Job did nothing wrong. If you're trying to say, well, I do something wrong for me to be going through this, you're being fooled by the devil anyways, because the Bible says Job was perfect. He was the most awesome man on the face of the earth, yet he was still went through these things. And then Jesus Christ himself was God in the flesh. He never sinned. He never made a mistake. But he had to trust God. Okay, when he prayed in Matthew 4, and as I began to read that story, and he began to, to uh, go through this time where he said, okay, I'm going I'm to fast. I'm going to pray. I'm going to get power. Amen. If you fasted at all these last couple of days, you realize every time, first of all, how stinking hard it is and horrible it is. Amen. Just be honest. But how great it is, how, how it draws you closer to God, how you feel his presence more, how your mind is more alert, how your spirit is stronger. And, and he did that. Can you imagine for 40 days? I mean, he was already God, but can you imagine how close he felt as a human being on this earth in carnal flesh to God after 40 days of fasting? Amen. Amen? So he was able to trust God that everything they had already planned out was going to work out. Psalms 37, verse 1. If if you've got your Bible right there or you're taking notes, write down trust. Trust, pray, and obey. Now, the other ones are important. We're going to get to pray and obey in a second. I'm going to get through this real quick. If you don't get anything else tonight... Make the decision as you leave. I'm going to be a man and a woman who trusts God. Do not fret, verse 1, because of evildoers, nor be envious of the workers of iniquity, for they shall soon, soon be cut down like the grass. Can you say amen? amen? Wither as the green herb. Trust. 
Trust, there's the word, trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on His faithfulness. Delight yourself in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart. That's good stuff. Delight yourself in the Lord and He shall give you the desires of your heart. Now, that's a promise that God cannot pull back. Okay? You might not be at the place you want to be right now. You might be going through the things you don't want to be going through right now. You might be facing some situations you don't want to be in right now. But trust God that it's just for a moment. It's just for a time. It's just for a season. And the old saying that we've heard so many times is, This too shall pass. Look at somebody next to you and say, This too shall pass. And say it like you believe it. Amen? Listen, when you get to this part of what we're talking about tonight, being real, when you get to this place with your relationship with God, you can fool other people. But you can't fool God if you really trust Him. And God is pleased when He looks at His child and sees them going through all kinds of problems and sees a person who truly trusts them. And let me tell you something. Like a father to a son or a daughter, He wants to pour out everything He has upon a child who trusts Him in the middle of trouble and storms and problems. Amen? He is just saying, how can I bless this child? They're trusting me in the middle of trouble. Amen? Now, real quick, i got to say this before I forget it. Hold your spot there in 37. Go over to 46, I believe it is, real quick. If I don't say this, I'll forget it, and I won't get back to it. Let me see if it's 46. I think it's Psalms 46. might be 56. Actually, it's 56. Psalms 56. I want, I, want to, I want to do a worst and best case scenario for you real quick before I go through the rest. Psalms 56. You know what will help you trust God? What will help you go through the problem you're going through right now? What will help you have peace? no matter what it is, is to realize it's temporary. Okay? Remember, get, get spiritually minded enough to understand that it, it doesn't matter how long you live on this life, or on this earth, your life is short. Robert said it in the prayer. It's short. It's short. This is short. This is just a time. This is just a passing through. You've got to get, if you, don't, if you don't understand that, you'll never make it as a believer. Understand that, that this is just temporary. Whether it's good or whether it's bad. Whether it's high or whether it's low, whether it's much or whether it's little, this is just temporary. This is not our home. Amen. Amen. This is not the body that we're going to spend eternity in. Amen. Amen. If it's sick, if it's lacking, if it's needing, if it's not what you want, it's just temporary. Can you say amen? amen? This too shall pass. There's a place we're going. Can you say amen? And we're just passing through. And you need to understand, God, while I'm on this earth and while I'm passing through, I'm going to trust you, Father, that you are totally 100%, give the Lord a hand, in control. Till you take me home, I'm going to trust you, God. Amen. So Psalms 56 says this, verse, verse 3, this is for somebody tonight. Whenever I'm afraid, whenever I'm afraid, might be for more than one person, whenever I'm afraid, I will what? Trust, trust in you. Why? Why, would, why do we trust in God? He says, in God, I will praise his word. In God, I have put my trust. Watch this. I will not fear. Why? What does it say there? Why, why shouldn't we fear? What can flesh do to me? That means what can this world do to me? Really? Just go to the, let me go to the worst case scenario. You die. 
Let's just be real. You die. That's why Paul said to live is Christ. To die is gain. Because you understand that no matter how bad it gets, the worst thing that can happen is you, your flesh dies. What can this flesh do to me? I've got a name that is written in the Lamb's book of life tonight. And there's nobody, no thing, no circumstance, no problem that can take my name out of that book. What can flesh do to me? What can sickness do to me? What can lack do to me tonight? What can a marital problem do to me? What can anybody do to me? They can't do anything because they can't take my soul. They can't take my salvation. They can't take my trust in the Lord. Amen. Though you slay me, I will trust you. Say that with me tonight. Though you slay me, I will trust you. Get that in your spirit and the devil will start running in the other direction, I tell you right now. Because he only messes with those people that he knows he can rob them of their trust. Why be afraid? Read it again one more time. Whenever I'm afraid. Listen, it's okay to be afraid. Because we're human. It's just not okay to stay afraid. Okay, it's okay to be afraid. But it's not okay to stay afraid. Whenever I'm afraid, he didn't say, if I'm afraid. He said, whenever I'm afraid. You're going to get afraid. But guess what? The quicker you start trusting God and you start telling the Lord, I trust you, the quicker the fear leaves. The more you stay on the fear, the more the devil's going to pour it on you and make you see things that aren't even real. But when you begin to say, I trust God, I trust God. And listen, it's not just words. If it starts with words, that's okay. It's not just words. It's something inside of your spirit that says, you know what? It doesn't matter what happens. I know that I know that I know that I know that my God cannot fail me. And I'm going to trust him. I don't care what happens. I trust God and I trust his word and his word cannot lie. That's what separates the true believers from the people who call themselves Christians. Is those who understand and trust God. Whenever I'm afraid, I trust Him. I will not fear what flesh can do to me. Go back to 37 real quick. Let me run through this. I'm just going to read a little bit. Is that alright? Psalm 37. Trust. Pray and obey. So we saw there in 3 and 4 to trust. Verse 5, commit your way to the Lord. I'm not going to probably get to it tonight, but write down Proverbs 3. One of the best Proverbs of all the Proverbs. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him. He will what? Direct your paths. Okay, trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord. So he says here, commit your way to the Lord. I mean, no, that's trust. And it says, trust also in Him. Trust also in Him. And He shall bring it to pass. That's what faith is. Faith is being in the middle of a problem and saying, God, although this looks like a dead end, although it looks impossible, although I don't see a way out, I don't see light at the end of the tunnel, you don't understand tonight that that problem just gives God an opportunity to be praised. When you look at that situation and you say, I know I don't see a way out, but I trust God. 
People around you are watching. Your co-workers are watching. Your neighbors are watching. Your kids are watching. Amen. You can do all you want at church and praise and act excited and do all these things. But when God watches, when God looks, somebody needs to get this tonight. When God sees you at home, when nobody else is around and nobody else is looking, and instead of crying, you're saying, God, I know you're going to bring me out of this. I know you're going to make a way. I know you're going to open up a door. Amen. God is pleased because we're not trying to please other people, trying to please God. God looks down and says, that's my child in whom I am well pleased. They trust me in the midst of a problem. And I may know that the quicker you get past that trial, the quicker God will let you win the victory. And the quicker the devil, what happened in Matthew 4? What did the devil do? He fled. Why? Because he used the word of God against him. He trusted God. He prayed and he obeyed. Psalms 37. I just lost a couple chapters there real quick. And he shall bring forth your righteousness as the light and your justice as noonday. I don't have time to read the whole chapter. Read it later. Watch this. When was the last time you rested in the Lord? Rest. Rest in the Lord. That's not be lazy. That's trust. That's how Jesus could go down to the bottom of the boat when the storms were raging and the, and the waves were crashing against the boat and he was asleep. God bless him. Amen. Some people are like that. He probably didn't understand what I said, but my father-in-law is like that. He can sleep anywhere. Any, my dad's like that. Sleep anywhere, anytime, in anything. How many are jealous of those kind of people? It's okay, right? Jesus was one of those people. All hell's breaking loose, and he's taking a nap. Why? Because he was resting in the Lord. He realized that getting up and acting crazy like everybody else was, was not going to help the waves. But what did help the waves? Him resting in God. And then he was able to just get up in his right mind and say, peace be still. Amen? Maybe we're not getting the answer because we're not resting enough in the Lord. Rest in the Lord, watch this, and wait patiently for Him. Now that's not good news. Okay? That's not good news. Because if you look at the Bible, a lot of the times of waiting was long time. Okay? But the longer you serve God, the more you see that He is a slow cooker. He is a pot roast cooker. He is a, not a microwave God. Amen. He is cooking all the time. He's not cooking on your time. You're sitting there watching it. God's sitting back saying, I'm going to do it. But not on your watch. You might as well rest. You might as well chillax. You might as well calm down. Because I'm going to do it when I say I'm going to do it. And I promise you I'm going to do it. But it's not going to be on your watch. It's going to be on my watch going to be when I say and when I do it I do it good wait on it some of y'all just need to wait trust wait wait trust they go together amen we've been talking lately that's why we don't that's why we have this big problem today with the Islamic Muslim people is because Abraham and Sarah didn't trust and wait they put they hurried along they tried to bring the promise faster you do that you get ahead of God you're going to get what you can get you wait on God, you get what God can give you. So come on, trust and wait. Now go to 23, real quick. i got to get through this. The steps of a good man are ordered 
by the Lord. The steps of a good man, verse 23 of Psalms 37, are ordered by God. So trust. Let me get through these other two real quick. Psalms 38, pray. If you don't have a problem writing in your Bible, I don't. Write down there, right there, right? Pray, right by 38. Trust by 37. So he starts off praying. He says, oh, Lord. Whenever you see someone say, oh, Lord. Amen. We say, oh, Lord. Right? It can either be, oh, Lord. Or, oh, Lord. Right? Either way, it's prayer. It just depends on how you say it. I used to hear Pastor Jones say all the time. You wake up in the morning. You say, good, oh, uh, uh, good Lord, it's morning. Or, oh, Lord, it's morning. Amen? You say, good morning, Lord. Oh, Lord, it's morning. Right? See the difference? You're saying the same thing, different attitude. He's praying. He's coming to God and he's praying. He says, oh, Lord, do not rebuke me in your wrath, nor chasten me in your hot displeasure. For your arrows pierce me deeply and your hand presses me down. There's no soundness in my flesh because of your anger, nor health in my bones because of my sin. My iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They're too heavy for me. My wounds are foul and festering because of my foolishness. I am troubled. I am bowed down greatly. I go mourning all day long. My loins are full of inflammation. There is no soundness in my flesh. This is a prayer. Humble prayer. I am feeble and severely broken. I groan because of the turmoil of my heart. Lord, all my desire is before you. My sighing, watch this, my sighing is not hidden from you. Okay, God sees. My heart pants, my strength fails. As for the light of my eyes, it has also gone from me. Now go down real quick. Actually, let's just keep reading. What did I just finish? Okay, in verse 10. My loved ones and my friends stand aloof from my plague, and my relatives stand afar off. Sometimes you feel like you're all by yourself. Those who also seek my life lay snares for me. Those who seek my hurt, seek my hurt, speak of destruction and plan deception all the day long. Watch this. But I, like a deaf man, do not hear. And I am like a mute who does not open his mouth. Thus I am like a man who does not hear, and in those whose, ha- whose mouth is no response. For in you, O Lord, I hope. You will hear, O Lord my God. Watch faith begin to come in. See, it's okay to start off a prayer with, God, I don't understand. God, I'm, a, I'm, I'm tired. God, this hurts. God, I don't get this. But don't finish the prayer like that. Amen. You can talk to God and be real at the beginning of your prayer. And you can say, I don't feel this and I don't understand this. And this doesn't make sense. But you need to end the prayer with faith. Okay. Trust, pray, and obey. So he begins to pray. Watch how it changes. I'm a man who does not hear, whose mouth no response. But you, Lord, and you are my hope. I will hear you, Lord. For I said, hear me, lest they rejoice over me. Lest when my foot slips, they exalt themselves against me. I'm ready to fall. And my sorrow is continually before me. I will declare my iniquity. I will be in languish over my sin. But my enemies are vigorous and they're strong. And those who hate me wrongfully have multiplied. Those who render evil for good. Those who are, they are my adversaries because I follow what is good. And watch this. Do not forsake me, O Lord. O my God. Do not be far from me. Make haste to help me, O Lord, my salvation. See how he ends it? O Lord, my salvation. You know what that means? Oh, Lord, my salvation. That means you're going to save me from this. 
You're going to take me out of this. It means it doesn't matter what I'm looking at or what my situation says. God, you are my salvation. You are my way out. Amen. Now go over quickly to 46. And we'll finish. Obey. Write down obey right there. Trust, pray, and obey. This is an awesome chapter. Psalm 46. Say amen if you're there. God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in trouble. Somebody needs to get that right there. God is our refuge and our strength. A very present help in trouble. But see, that takes trust. It takes trust to say, God, I know you're here right now in this situation. Therefore, we will not fear. Even though the earth be removed. And the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though its waters roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with its swelling, there's a river whose streams shall make the glad the city of God, the holy place of the tabernacle of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her just at the break of dawn. Y'all still here? The nations raged, the kingdoms were moved. He utters his voice and the earth melted. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Watch this. Come, behold the works of the Lord who has made desolations in the earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and cuts the spear in two. He burns the chariot in the fire. Here comes the obey. Be still and know that I am God. That's obedience. Be still and know that I am God. Okay? Obey. Trust, pray, and obey. That's not a cliche, oh, that sounds neat, what a neat message, what a neat title. No. If this is the key to the kingdom of God. If you will work through your situations that you're going through now, that you'll be going through in a month, that you'll be going through in six months, that, you're going, that you've been going through, or three or four at one time, or whatever they are, and you say, God, I'm going to trust you. Amen. I'm going to pray. Amen. And I'm going to obey what you tell me to do. Amen. When God tells you to do something, you do it. Yes. I've learned over the years that usually when you are praying and trusting that what you hear in your spirit is usually God in His Holy Spirit speaking to you. Usually when you doubt if it's God, it's usually God. He's speaking to you and you doubt and you don't obey. So you miss the last part and you don't do what God asked you to do. And then you start all over again at the beginning. How many don't like to start all over again at the beginning? Nothing worse than climbing the mountain, getting up to the top, and then falling back down to the bottom again. Okay? Trust. That's what I want you to get out of this service tonight. Trust God. No matter what your situation is. Musicians, you can come tonight. No matter what you're going through. Think about your situation right now. Say, I have been. Trust me. Can you stop tonight? Can you change your vocabulary tonight? Can you change the way you're looking at your situation tonight? And say, God... Though you slay me, 
Though I lose this situation, though I lose this battle, though I lose this account, though I lose this house, though I lose this battle right now, I will still trust you because I know that's all you're looking for. Amen. That, that, that story was mentioned in the revival, I believe, of Abraham sacrificing his child. Look at all the times in the Bible that God is just testing us to see how we'll react. God never intended Abraham to kill Isaac. All he wanted to see is that he would trust God in that situation. How many know, watch this, how many know before God ever sent Abraham up to the mountain, he already had that sacrifice waiting. It's not that he said, oh, well, let me, let me find something real quick and send it out there. It was already there. It was already there. So whatever you're facing right now, the answer is already there. It's already there. The answer is already there. You say, I don't know it tonight. I know you don't. God doesn't need you to know it until he wants you to know it. All you need to do right now is trust. Blind faith. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing by the word of God. That's what pastor said during the revival. Read the word. Read the word. Read the word. Get that word in you. Read that word. Read it. You can sit there and read it like we did tonight and things just pop out at you. Answers come. And you say, God, I, I don't understand all this all the time, but I trust you, God. I trust you. I'm telling you, somebody tonight... Hopefully more than one. But I believe somebody tonight needed to hear this. And, and you're getting something out of this. And it's going to turn the situation around. I don't know what you're going through, but it's going to turn it around. And you need to say, God, I'm going to make a choice tonight, a decision now, right now, right now, to say I'm not going to fear anymore. I'm not going to look at the situation with my carnal eyes. I'm going to look at the situation with your godly eyes. I'm going to be that father that's standing on the ground. And I'm going to, I'm sorry, I'm going to be that son that's standing in the air knowing that if I jump, dad's going to catch me. Amen? Dad's going to catch me because that other one was a lesson, but God's not like that. God's not trying to teach us lessons to hurt us. God wants to help us before we get hurt. Amen? If we'll be wise enough to listen, he'll help us before we fall. He will pick us up if we're, you know, making bad choices and not listening. But he wants us to know we can jump and he'll catch us. He wants that trust. Did you know that all day long, as we close tonight, all day long, faith and trust are tied together. All day long we do things out of faith and trust. All day long. Second nature. Think about if you drove here tonight and, and when you came either out of your house, your apartment, into a street, or you're going to leave here tonight and get out on that road, you trust, you trust that car. He's going to come out when you push the gas. You trust it's, you're not going to get hit. You, you trust. The other, day, the other night we were driving somewhere and it was really, really dark. And even though I had headlights, I was turning and something told me, you are trusting right now, trusting that some car has its, doesn't have its headlights off. It was dark. I mean, when you turn onto a dark road, you are trusting that no car is coming with its headlights off. Now, of course, if something happens, it happens. There's nothing to do about it. But you, we trust all day long. Why wouldn't we trust in God? Why wouldn't we trust in God? So he says, be still. 
You know what that means in this situation? It means you take your hands off of it. You get to that place where you say, I, I don't have an answer anymore. I don't have the answer. You go, God, I don't, I don't have the answer. And God goes, that's right. That's exactly where I need you. I need you to not have the answer. Because I'm the answer. I'm the answer. Amen. I'm the answer. God's the answer. He has the answer tonight. You just got to accept it, receive it, walk in it, trust it.